0: Well, welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs, everyone. My name again is Jeffrey Davis. I'm the host of Radio Entrepreneurs and CEO and founder of Mage LLC, management consulting firm to entrepreneurial organizations and leaders. Uh, you know, I'm pretty excited. I don't know if it was a year or so, maybe more than a year. It must have been more than a year or so, because I also got a tour that I had John Gates on the show, CEO, co-founder, Neshoba uh, Brook Bakery, and CEO, license holder, Ermont Inc. But I have to tell you, uh, you know, as, as I went into COVID, and I'm an eater and a shopper and a foodie uh, by anyone's definition, grew up in the food business. I, you know, I was it's caught like most of you looking at shortages, shortages of many things, and I had to stock up on some things. And as I went to my grocery stores that I frequent uh, over the last year and a half, the one thing that always seemed to be everywhere was Neshoba Brooks Bakery Products. So somebody was doing a good job, stocking supplying, and, and doing a great job during this thing. And it's great bread. For those who are healthy, anybody who does nutrition knows that if you're gonna eat bread, they make bread the right way. So welcome back, John, and uh, thank you. And I gotta hear how you were able to manage shortages and uh, through through this whole pandemic and really what's going on in your business.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Jeffrey. Um, y- you know, the 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 pandemic was essentially good to Neshoba in many ways. Um, it did reorient our business. We used to make a lot of pastry and we would deliver pastry to cafes throughout the greater Boston area and all those cafes shut down for an extended period of time. And so our pastry business dried up and we, we essentially moved away from that. I'm not sure we're going to go back into it. We, it. It brought us back to the core of what we do, which is we make real bread the way it's been made for 6,000 years, and and what that means is um, all of the leavening that happens in our breads, with few exceptions on a couple of varieties, but all the leavening that happens in our bread is powered by wild yeast, the yeast that grows in the air in your studio, in my house, and the air outside, and, and pretty much everyone who's listening in their environments. And we captured that wild yeast 23 years ago at Neshoba Brook Bakery using a grape mold with grapes that we picked from the banks of the Neshoba Brook. Literally, that's a true story right outside the facility. And with the wild yeast that we ended up capturing and that powers our dough, what that does for us is we make long fermented doughs. So with commercial baker's yeast, you mix a dough It rises quickly, you throw it in the oven, it freezes the metabolic process, which means that in most cases, particularly when you're using a lot of whole grains, you get an undigestible whole grain and wheat bomb in your belly and your your body can't process it. With sourdough, which is what we're talking about, that's the way bread's been made for 6,000 years, you get a long fermentation process and that fermentation process breaks down the gluten in the flour, it reduces the phytic acid, it makes the nutrition in the wheat flour bioavailable to your body. So like you were intimating, if you talk to a nutritionist, one of the first things they're gonna tell you is cut useless white carbs out of your diet. When you tell them, well, I have this sourdough, real sourdough bread bakery that I like, they're gonna say, well, that's actually really healthy, good food. Because that fermented process creates a goodness, a healthiness in the food. It makes it easier to digest. It gives it more flavor and it makes it more nutritional. So, quick story, quick backstory. I know I just spoke a lot, and I'll, I'll shut up in a second. I'm, I'm want to talk too much, so tell me to shut up if you need me to. But I just
0: have a question for those gluten-free yeah, people. If someone has a gluten-free allergy, is it possible that they would not be triggered if they had your sourdough bread?
1: So I really appreciate you asking that. Um, one thing I try to be really careful about is um, people who are, uh, have celiac disease, which means you have a, an actual medical intolerance for gluten. Um, I don't want to recommend our bread to people with, with that kind of intolerance. People who have gluten sensitivity have written to us, written to me specifically, but to the bakery and said, I read about your slow rise process and I tried your bread and I can eat bread again. I'm not getting the bloated, tired, uh, headache, um, lethargic feeling that I got, gastrointestinal distress that I got when I would eat gluten in the past, when I eat your bread, because again, this fermentation process over, for us, you know, it's a 24 hour process from the time we make this, the sourdough starter ready the night before, then we mix the dough, then it's another 14 hours before it goes in the oven. That long fermentation time is basically breaking down the complex carbohydrate in the wheat flour and making it so your body can digest it.
0: Wow, interesting.
1: Yeah, so the story I was gonna tell you just real quick, bread's been made for 6,000 years. The, The process of bread, it tracks the process of civilization. It started in the Tigris, Euphrates River Valley in the Middle East, when people cultivated wheat and started making bread. All of the history of making bread up until the middle of the 20th century was wild yeast powered. There was no such thing as commercial baker's yeast. Fleischmann's started selling commercial baker's yeast made in a factory to the U.S. Army to make quick bread in the mess tents. And after World War II, all the bread companies all over the world, Spain, Italy, Germany, France, the United States, all the places where people ate a lot of bread, they said, wait. If I use commercial baker's yeast, I can make bread in two to three, four hours, as opposed to this, you know, old world way that takes 12, 14 hours. Well, you know, the dollar sign started spinning, well, or whatever the currency was, started spinning in their head, and they went, oh my God, I gotta switch to this other kind of yeast. And sourdough bread cultures all over the world disappear. And there were a few great examples. If, if your listeners or you want to look up Pan Poilin in Paris. Fantastic bakery, amazing backstory. They kept their sourdough culture. Neshoba Brook Bakery, we have that culture. We have a yeast that we've been growing and, and preserving for 23 years. It powers all of our breads and it makes this better version of bread that I was describing before.
0: Wow, it almost makes me wanna sort of dump the interview and you know, drive off to my local store and get some bread. Uh, it also makes me wonder about what I would have historically considered to be my healthy bread. You know, where I go out and I buy, you know, a multi-grain or a whole wheat bread, if it's using a commercial yeast, I'm still sort of existing. I'm sort of living in two worlds, a healthy world and a not healthy world, I guess. It's a halfway house.
1: That's right. So if you think about like, uh, people who sprout grains, um, or you think about, um, different kinds of fermentation like that. The whole idea is, is the most simple way to put it is it's sort of unlocking those grains where otherwise you've probably heard stories of people who eat a lot of bran all the time, but your body can't digest it in a form where it's just raw bran. It essentially just passes through you. Or if it doesn't, it creates a big problem in your gut. But when you, when you subject those grains to fermentation you know, like soaking them overnight or allowing them to sprout before you consume them, it makes it possible for you to get all the nutrition and all the benefit of eating those grains.
0: Wow. You know, uh, this isn't your only business and we have a limited time. Do you want to speak at all about your other business through the pandemic, how it all, how it's been doing?
1: Sure. So Aramont is a medical only uh, cannabis facility. We, we're a vertically integrated company where we have a, a grow facility at our location in Quincy. And we have a fantastic location for patients because we're right off of Furnessbrook Park Parkway on what is effectively America's busiest highway. Over 240,000 cars a day pass within 500 yards of our facility. And as a medical only dispensary, um, I, I my suspicion, and I'm obviously not the only one who thinks this, is that Charlie Baker doesn't really like cannabis. He doesn't like the idea of cannabis being a business in the state. He was on record as being opposed to adult use of cannabis. Um, but the medical use of cannabis increasingly is viewed, you can just look at the, the, the state of things in the country, it's viewed with a positive uh, lens by most Americans. And we see real people getting benefit from cannabis. So in the pandemic, Charlie Baker said, well, medical cannabis is essential. Adult use is not. So all the adult use dispensaries got shut down during the height of the pandemic. Right. His, his thing was, well, people from out of state are coming in and they're going into these places and they're buying cannabis and they're maybe bringing disease into Massachusetts. So he shut down the adult use dispensary because of that. The medical spit dispensaries, as a result, we got an influx of people. Everybody went out to their medical providers and they went and said, hey, you know, I've been using this informally as a kind of health benefit, but now I need a medical card. So we saw our business increase at Airmont through the pandemic. And, you know, a big thing that we try to do, Jeffrey, is we try to take care of people. We feel like that's what distinguishes our brand within that cannabis space is that we have um, people who take care of customers and patients. And when people come in, we try to give them knowledge about what can be um, a health benefit of using cannabis. That's, that's a big distinguishing factor for us.
0: Well, you know, for our listeners, uh, and I assume everybody's listening, John Gates is an example of an entrepreneur who found his way through the pandemic, did better through the pandemic, despite government uh, maybe in, in ambitions for other things, and uh, is providing what I would consider to be a better product for our market and for our futures, in the Shoba brooks and i've tried the product many times i'm a i am a confirmed uh bread eater every morning i told you my mother was a diabetic and she liked me to have complex carbs and i'm addicted to uh what i would say is carbs with peanut butter it's always been a favorite since my childhood i love that's one of my favorite energy foods natural energy uh especially peanut butter but you know john if someone's looking for Neshoba, or even er- Ermond, how would they find either of the uh, these products? Because again, for me, Neshoba is everywhere now. It's like everywhere I go, I, fi- I feel like I'm faced with your face everywhere I go now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm sorry about that i apologize um so Airmont's simple airmont's in quincy you can look us up on the web uh if you're a medical patient um you know come see us we'll take care of you um we're we have a we have a great range of product we grow our own cannabis and we we grow it really well and have an excellent menu and an excellent variety neshoba, brand, it's natural yeah that's right neshoba um has a much more um diffuse uh, distribution. So in basically all the major uh, grocery store outlets in the greater Boston area, you're going to find us. There are obviously some exceptions, but certainly in all the Whole Foods, um, in all the Hannaford's around the sort of rim outside 495 and inside 495, you'll find us uh, in Crosby's markets, Donnellan's markets, um, in the fruit centers in Hingham and Milton, in uh, all of the sort of larger farm stand grocery stores around the greater Boston area. Um, you're gonna find Neshoba Brook Bakery um, in a lot of gourmet stores and in some of the restaurants where hopefully people are gonna continue to be able to go out and eat even as this Delta variant comes back as a threat. Um, you know, you're know, you gonna find our bread on the table in a lot of those places as well.
0: Well, and I think uh, true to your mission, if you eating Neshoba, you not only, uh... You know it you can taste the difference but you can feel the difference and uh that's really the key to your positioning john we hope you come back sooner and we don't wait a year and a half for you to come back to the radio show we really appreciate what you're doing and your products and i want to thank you again
1: thank you jeffrey really always a pleasure to see you and um let's have another coffee at the brook bakery sometime
0: well that's uh, quite an offer i enjoyed it a lot and i enjoyed the tour uh, so I will definitely take you up on that and remind everybody, this is Radio Entrepreneurs. We'll take a break. We'll be right back after these short messages.